0: You are locked into Locked On Badgers. The Axe is back in Madtown. It will not be disrespected anymore, like Chris Orr said. I'll talk more about what he meant by that maybe a little later in the show, but the Axe will not be disrespected. It will not be paraded around the state of Minnesota. It will not be sold for pictures and for, you know, time spent with the Axe. You can't sell the Axe. It's not a, it's not a marketing tool. No. It's in its rightful home in Madison, Wisconsin. In the trophy case, the Paul Bunyan axe is back in Madison because the Badgers absolutely decimated the Minnesota Golden Gophers in the second half on Saturday to win a trip to the Big Ten championship game against the Ohio State Buckeyes. More on that game all week. I'm Asher Lowe with you right here on Locked On. Badgers, I'm the sports director here at WSUM 91.7 FM. Madison can't wait to get the whole WSUM student radio squad out to Indy. We will be calling the game on the sports stream. Cannot wait for that. I'm also a contributor at BadgerBlitz.com, the Rivals affiliate of UW-Madison. I'm also a play-by-play broadcaster for many Badger sports, including basketball and football. Most importantly, I'm your host right here on Locked on Badgers. And boy, what a show today. What a topic to discuss. I was traveling all day today, just itching to get to a mic and talk about this win. So let's start with it. First of all, coming up in the show, I, I got a big, big, weird, weird comparison to give you about P.J. Fleck. Somebody he reminds me of, and it's just, I, I don't know if people are going to get it. I'm going to explain it best I can. But I think it does signify something about P.J. Fleck and his style that could spell trouble for Minnesota and their fan base. And no, I'm not overreacting to this one game. P.J. Fleck's a great football coach. He's a great X's and O's coach. That's coming up later in the show, though, my hot take surrounding P.J. Fleck. Also coming up, why, you know, why is college football so ridiculously complicated? Why do we have no idea where Wisconsin will be bowling this year? Will it be the Rose Bowl? Will it be the Citrus Bowl? We'll talk about all those implications and what Saturday's game means, this Saturday coming up's game, means for the bowl implications for Wisconsin. But right now, Wisconsin 38, Minnesota 17, the is back in Madison, Wisconsin's going to the Big Ten Championship. How did it happen? So the, fir- the first thing about this game is that it starts and Wisconsin fans watch exactly what has happened the last five, six weeks against decent offenses that throw the football. Happened against Purdue last week, happened against Iowa the week before, a 75-yard touchdown pass, and what happened? It was a big play out of the passing game, and that's exactly how Minnesota started this football game. Rashad Bateman, 51-yard bomb from Tanner Morgan, and, you know, I wasn't surprised. We talked about it coming in. Bateman, a thousand-yard receiver from Minnesota, one of the two thousand-yard receivers on this team, Tanner Morgan, a guy that has had a special season to this point, walking in to his home stadium. PJ Flex firing up, you know, row, row the boat, skiing, Michael Govers, all that stuff PJ does, rallying the boys up. You can't be shocked by how this game started. I wasn't surprised by it at all, and I think Wisconsin fans were expecting to give up points, and especially after this started. You know, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a death sentence for Wisconsin after this happened. It just, it was a start that many Wisconsin fans kind of dreaded. It happened. The bomb to Bateman, and and the way it happened is even maybe more important because Rashad Wild Goose, Wisconsin's starting corner, a guy who's been a starter all year, played great football for this defense, out, Melvin, steps in, true freshman, Samar Melvin going up against a fantastic wide receiving corp in Minnesota, and the Florida native just gets absolutely burned completely toasted by Bateman on that first play. Melvin kind of slipped a little bit, and that that was, yeah, you can kiss that one goodbye. That was Touchdown City all day long to the house, 7-0. And then Wisconsin's offense struggled early, struggled to get anything going running the football. Taylor was, you know, JT was struggling in some third and shorts, could not pick a a first down or two up. Wisconsin back-to-back punts. Things are getting a little nervy here. And, the big drive came middle to end of the second quarter, and credit the defense for keeping Wisconsin in the game, you know, on multiple occasions after offensive failures to start the game. So Wisconsin's defense just doing enough to stay in it. Some questionable calls by PJ. Flight. There was a punt, you know, in Wisconsin territory that I think fans were scratching their heads about a little bit, but PJ after the game talked about, you know, it's fair reasoning the way that game was going at that point in a seven nothing ball game where Minnesota's defense was as strong as they were, pinning Wisconsin deep deep in that situation looked like the right move, I guess. Probably wasn't the right analytics move. But, I mean, hey, Minnesota punts. Wisconsin's defense holds their own, keeps Wisconsin with a one-score deficit, and this big, big drive, second quarter, middle to end of the second quarter, starts with a huge conversion on third down to Jake Ferguson on third and five, late in the second quarter, and then JT on a wheel route, Boom, boom, boom. You can't guard, you you just can't guard JT in single coverage of the linebacker. It's not going to happen. Well, I guess it's going to happen. And then he's going to score a 28 yard touchdown off a wheel route on you, which is exactly what he did to tie this game up. JT doing it in different ways. You know, they stacked the box, Minnesota did from the get go. Are we surprised by that? No, of course we're not. That's exactly how you should play Wisconsin force them to throw the ball all the time. You watch this guy, Jonathan Taylor, play over his last three years. Especially against Minnesota? I mean, actually, it doesn't even... See, I could say especially against... It's been against anyone he plays. It doesn't matter who he plays. He torches them. Except the Buckeyes. That's a different story. Maybe that'll change, though, this Saturday. More on that later in the week. Wisconsin gets the touchdown from Taylor on the wheel route to tie this game. Mashed up with the linebacker. They are not tied this game. Excuse me. To go up 10-7. Wisconsin goes up 10-7 at that point. Never surrenders the lead. After that, and boom, boom, boom. The offense starts absolutely humming. Jack Cohn finished 15 for 22, 280 yards, pair of touchdowns, and the most impressive touchdown of the day to Quintez Cephas, Mr. NFL. I've said it on this show. Three letters to find Quintez Cephas, NFL. This guy's an NFL talented receiver. He should go in the top three rounds of the NFL draft. I think he's the best NFL product. One of the best NFL products, I should say, on this Wisconsin team, hard to just call him the flat-out best. I don't think that'd be fair to a few others, including J.T., but hey, the guy was special, absolutely special in this one, and the bomb, the 47-yard toss to Quintez in between two Minnesota defenders for a touchdown. They gave the Badgers a 10-point lead. The ball thrown maybe an inch in front of Quintez, but a very, very, very well-thrown ball by Jack Cohn stepping up and making a big time throw in horrid conditions at that point in the it had to be played this had to be in the snow right this game just had to be in the snow Wisconsin Minnesota battle for the axe you know means a lot more than that even Big 10 West championship on the line really season defining game and Quintes made a heck of a play made a made a pair of plays a trio of plays made some just fantastic catches all game long and Ended up finishing with 114 yards, five grabs, and of course the electrifying touchdown that gave Wisconsin separation they'd never really give away. And from that moment on, it was Wisconsin in the driver's seat controlling this game defensively. Let's talk about the defensive line. Their best performance of the year. And if you're, if you're looking at one stat to say, how did Wisconsin dominate this game defensively? 76 rushing yards total for the Gophers. Total. About Rodney Smith, senior stud. I talked about him last week, and what he could do to Wisconsin's defense. 11 carries, 31 yards. Let's give Garrett Rand, Isaiah Loudermilk, Keanu Benton, some credit. Young guys, veterans, guys that have come in and you know improved all year and stepped up in the biggest moment for this defensive line. The defensive line controlled the line of scrimmage. They dominated in the trenches. They allowed Rodney Smith in this Minnesota rushing attack nothing. Absolutely nothing. Completely impressive stuff. 30 carries, 76 yards in total for Minnesota as a team. This defensive line led the way for this Wisconsin defense. If this defensive line can play this way against Ohio State, I'm not going to get crazy, but I don't think blowout is what you're going to see on Saturday. Coming up more about this one, Wisconsin's win over Minnesota to take the ax back. Their most complete performance of the season, the best we've seen from this Wisconsin football team, possibly on both sides of the football, all year long in the biggest moment. After Wisconsin fell down 7-0, they played a practically perfect game outside of a fumble by Crookshank and, you know, a couple other incompletions. It was basically perfection from Paul Chris and this team. Coming up, P.J. Fleck. Some weird takes on him. I got, I, got some, I got some weird thoughts about this guy and why, you know, Minnesota, we'll see if they can be the dynasty that Fleck thinks they're going to be. I have different ideas, though. First, a message from Audible. Audible has the world's largest selection of audiobooks and audio entertainment. Start listening with a 30-day Audible free trial. Choose one audiobook and two Audible originals totally, absolutely free. Visit audible.com slash locked on NBA, and if you listen on the go, you can't visit Audible right now. You can find all this information and other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com backslash offers. Wisconsin's going to Indy to play the Ohio State Buckeyes in the Big Ten Championship game. What a performance. Both sides of the football. We're talking about it right here on Locked on Badgers. i got to give you my P.J. Fleck talk, my P.J. Fleck takes. You know, roll the boat, ski you, go It's just like here's the thing about PJ Fleck, and I promised you a comparison, and it's a weird comparison, especially because I'm a gigantic, huge fan of Premier League soccer, English soccer, and I'm sure many people listening are not huge fans of Premier League soccer. Premier League soccer has a coach by the name of Jose Mourinho, who just got hired by Tottenham FC in England, and why am I talking about this? What does this have to do with with Minnesota and the Axe, I promise you it ties into P.J. Fleck and what my issues with him are. What Jose Mourinho, and please go look him up, I don't care if you're a Premier League fan, I don't care if you think soccer's the dumbest thing that you know anybody's ever invented in terms of sport, I don't care if you think it's the most boring thing to watch, you know, couldn't find worse TV in your life to watch than soccer. I don't care. This guy's entertaining, Jose Mourinho. He's a coach that is always, you know, rubbing people the wrong way, Under people's skin at his own team for other teams, but he wins. But he always rubs people the wrong way, and for that reason, and the nature of how soccer works, you know, the big money moves and all this, he never stays at a place for basically more than three years. He never stays. He's bounced around, literally it's like a coach going from Ohio State to Alabama to Clemson to Georgia to Auburn to Wiscoe all in the matter of like 10 years. That's basically what Jose Mourinho's done in English soccer. So why has he done that? Why does he bounce around? Because when Jose Mourinho goes to a club, it's about Jose Mourinho. It's not about the club. It's about him. He's more important than the team. And he gets results, not going to lie. But it's me over we. There's something about PJ Fleck. He seems like a great dude. Like I think Kirk Herbstreit said this on College Game Day. I don't want PJ Fleck to be my neighbor. Like I like I totally agree with that statement by Kirk Herbstreit. Like he he's a guy you want to get a beer with. If I was 21, I'd want to get a beer with him. PJ Fleck also is the story, win or lose, for Minnesota. What's the story after Minnesota? loses that game at Wisconsin. Who who, who's, who who are people talking about in a Minnesota jersey? They're not talking about anybody in a jersey. They're talking about a guy in a very strange tie combination on the sideline, P.J. Fleck, because he is the story. He gets the headlines. Why does he get the headlines? Why is P.J. Fleck this magnet? It's because of who he is. It's because of his antics. It's because of every time he walks into a room... He's electric. You know, he commands attention. He's entertaining. But every time he walks into a room, when you watch his press conferences, when you watch his games, when you watch the way people broadcast him, the way media covers him, it's about P.J. Fleck. It's not about Tanner Morgan. It's not about Rashad Bateman. It's not about Minnesota. It's about P.J. Fleck. I'm not even faulting him for that. I think that's who he is. I think he should be who he is. I think he's being 100% honest. I don't think he should change who he is, and I think he'll get results being who he is. My criticism goes back to Jose Mourinho, and when it's when it's we over me, you can have lasting success. For Mourinho and for Fleck, it's a lot of me over we. The antics serve PJ Fleck. Win or lose, the talk is about PJ Fleck running up and down the sidelines like he's running an NFL 40 at the Combine after the quarter ends. That's about P.J. Fleck. You know, all these just, row the boat, row the boat, row the boat, row the boat, row the boat. All these memes, row the boat, row the boat, row the boat, sinking the boat, sinking the boat. Going on Badger Twitter and it's just sinking the boat. Sink. That's just P.J. Fleck. That's who he is, row the boat, game i the buffers. And he says this like over and over. It just, it's a lot. P.J. Fleck will win games at Minnesota, already has won games at Minnesota, is a great football coach. I don't think P.J. Fleck will last at a single place and build a dynasty that isn't already built. I don't think P.J. Fleck is a guy... I think he's a guy that comes to your program, and he can turn it around, make it great. I just don't think he's a guy that will stay there for an elongated period of time in any situation, because he's that guy that brings a jolt of energy... And then you kind of get tired of the whole thing. you it, can read as gimmicky. It can be a lot. And it works. But I don't think he stays and is lasting. I don't think row the boat means as much in year two as it does in year six. It's really, really hard to have lasting success in sports as a coach. I don't care. It's hard to have lasting success as a CEO in a business. It's hard to have lasting success as a teacher for 20 years in a public school. Lasting success is hard. I don't think P.J. Fleck is a guy that will last because of who he is. He's the show, and for that reason, the show will get a bit old. The only thing that can save him is winning at the highest, highest level. I'm talking college football playoff level winning. Something I don't see Minnesota doing. Nor should they be expected to. I'm just saying, P.J. Fleck, the experiment will get old. I'd be shocked if he's the kind of guy that stays around for a decade. He's not that kind of guy to me because he's a guy that brings a jolt of energy and then leaves, much like Jose Mourinho. In opposite ways, by the way, in their own respective sports. Go look up Mourinho's press conferences, please. This guy is ridiculously negative and like the opposite of Fleck. But it's still all about Mourinho, right? And P.J. Fleck's press conference is all about P.J. Fleck. That's what it is. That's my read on it. And he's a great football coach. I just don't think it will last for a long time. Coming up, Wisconsin and their bowl chances in this weird, weird, weird college football playoff system. on Badgers talking Wisconsin's bowl projections. So, Right now it comes down to two things for Wisconsin. Two different bowl opportunities essentially. Let's let's rule the college football playoff out. Too much ridiculous stuff would have to happen. Wisconsin's not walking into Indy and beating Ohio State by 20. It's not happening. And Anybody who knows anything about these two teams knows that. Can Wisconsin keep it close? Of course they can. We'll talk about how they can do that as the week progresses. We're going to have a special crossover Wednesday episode as well with Locked On Buckeyes to talk Ohio State. But Wisconsin has two real options right now in terms of where their bowl will be played and who will be played against. So the Rose Bowl, of course, is the primary option. All fans are wondering, what does Wisconsin have to do to get to the Rose Bowl? And the answer, we don't really know. And that's why this college football playoff system is just so weird. So Wisconsin sits at tenth right now in the college football playoff rankings. Let's try to break this down. It's a little complicated. A lot of a lot of weird math that could happen. They could go into deciding if Wisconsin makes it or not. A lot of opinion can go into it. Here's how, here's how it breaks down. So Wisconsin's in 10th. Penn State is in 12th. And Penn State does not play another game. So Ohio State right now at is at 2. And they'll go to the college football playoff, I think, regardless. And I think people understand this. Regardless if Wisconsin beats them or not, Ohio State's going to the college football playoff. If Wisconsin wins the game against Ohio State, it's over. Wisconsin's going to the Rose Bowl. It's a done deal. College football playoff, if Wisconsin wins... Too many ridiculous things would have to happen. Basically, an impossibility after the loss to Illinois. But Wisconsin's going to the Rose Bowl if they beat Ohio State. Done. Signed. Sealed. Delivered. Easy. Now, in the more likely scenario, that I think Wisconsin fans understand, of falling short against the Buckeyes, but putting up a fight, and what is a fight? Is that a 14-point loss? Is that a 7-point loss? That's for the committee to decide. If Wisconsin looks respectable against Ohio State, stays in the game, and has a chance against the Buckeyes, I think they're going to be in the Rose Bowl. Where it gets sticky is if Wisconsin loses by 21, by 17, how far do they fall? Do they fall below Penn State? That's the question, because Wisconsin's expected right now, if you look at Vegas, to lose by 16.5. That's the line right now in Vegas. So how far does Wisconsin fall, and why does that matter? The higher-ranked team between Wisconsin and Penn State will go to the Rose Bowl because Ohio State's going to be in the college football playoff, and the Rose Bowl is not a game that is played in the college football playoff this year. So a lot to be decided based on how Wisconsin loses this Ohio State game or, of course, if they win it. It's complicated. If Wisconsin does not go to the Rose Bowl, that second option is the Citrus Bowl, still a New Year's Day bowl in Florida against what will all the experts are saying will most likely be Auburn. So that'd be a great game as well. Big Ten SEC, Auburn just beat Alabama. That's a real real bowl game as well. But the Rose Bowl, of course, the granddaddy of them all against either Oregon or Utah will be something special and really a great way to cap this Wisconsin season. We'll see if the Badgers get there. We'll see and we'll preview all week how they're going to do in Indy on Saturday. Special guest this week, of course, Crossover Wednesday. We're doing an episode with Locked On Buckeyes and hopefully some other people to talk to throughout the week. As always, on Wisconsin, and we will talk Big Ten Championship the rest of the week. The Axe is back.